how would you react once your domestic abuser finally left? Today, I'll introduce you to a friend who has, was inspired to create happy little places in her home to combat the sadness and fear that was left behind. The Swamp Drawer, where all good produce goes to die. Dun, dun, dun. We couldn't afford it even when there weren't food shortages. We certainly can't afford it now. Recession-proof your grocery budget. Learn to grow the food your family eats without the weeds or the waste. For more information about my simple and easy container gardening course, where you will learn to save money by growing your own healthy organic fruits and vegetables, go to joyfulprepcontainergarden.com. Have you ever found yourself feeling out of control and overwhelmed with all the chaos in the world? As mothers, we're dealing with some pretty heavy stuff. Joyfully Prepared guides and reassures mothers that they can create a home of love, unity, and laughter, as well as produce an atmosphere of resourcefulness and resilience. I know a lot about a few things and a little about a lot of things. I'm your host, Wendy Birkin, and this is the Joyfully Prepared podcast. This is the Joyfully Prepared Podcast, and I'm your host, Wendy Bergen, and I have the pleasure of introducing you to a friend of mine who is a survivor of over 16 years of domestic violence. Candace is divorced and thanks God for it every day. During that time in her life, she wasn't allowed to have anything that was hers. She wasn't allowed to do a lot of things while under the rule of thumb of her abuser. When her abuser abandoned them, she looked around her home and the walls were bare, like they always were, but they were filled with abuse and sadness, tears and anger and yelling and so much fear. That's when she started creating her happy little places. She walked around her house and gathered what she had. She went to the store and for little money, purchased plants and pictures and set them up in the corners of her home. These happy little places have inspired her daughters and her mother to do the same in their rooms. Creating happiness doesn't have to cost a lot of money. She is an inspiration of resilience and the power to overcome. Candice, I am so happy to have you here today. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's going to be a good conversation. I'm really looking forward to learning more from you. So Candace, for the listeners, Candace is kind of family. I grew up with her dad and um, her grandpa and my dad are best friends. So we are kind of family. So this is a bonus for me to have um, a family member on um, on the podcast today. So I hope you enjoy. She has some very interesting things to share, and I'm. Uh, it's going to make your life a little bit better, right? Just a little bit is what we're looking just for. Just a little bit. That's just all. Just a little bit. Make we're life just a little easier. <laughs> that's right. We're not trying to go for the gold. We're just no. taking little baby steps to the gold, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> okay. So, in the intro, I I did refer to the domestic abuse that you've experienced, right. and and then how you ha- figured out how to create these happy little places. So. If you don't mind, you can share whatever you want to share about okay. um, your the last 16 years. 
And um, I'm sure there are people who are listening or who will listen that will be able to relate and learn from you. Okay. So go for it. Okay. So um, I like to think, how did I create these happy places? So, you know, the story behind behind creating these happy places is really kind of bittersweet. Um, So I am a a survivor of domestic violence of 16 years. Um, Happily and free, I might add, um, I've been a divorce for one year. And, you know, I thank God every day for it. But during that time in my life, um, I wasn't allowed to have anything that was mine. Um, I wasn't allowed to um, do a lot of things. And, you know, most, I'm sure, who are listening know how that's like to live under a rule and thumb of, um, of an abuser. And so it's just very exhausting. And so as I was um, in that circumstance of, you know, my abuser abandoning us, um, me and my children, I looked around my home and everything was just filled with abuse and sadness and tears and everything that comes along, um, living with a narcissist and living with someone where it's just chaos every day. And, um, after, you know, he abandoned us, I just, I looked at my home and the walls were bare like they always were. And, you know, my home was filled with abuse and sadness and the different rooms and the bedrooms and the spaces just were filled with horrible things. Despair. It sounds like despair. Despair. Yes. So I, you know, one day I just got sick of it. So I walked around from room to room and um, I gathered what little I had. And I sat and looked at all of my little stuff that wasn't much. Um, And I, you know, I sat in my living room and I could feel the energy of, of it just being ugh, you know, Mm -hmm. it's the best way that I could describe it. Um, And I looked at all my little stuff and I just started, you know, separating things that I had. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to get a Lowe's. I'm going to get a little bit of succulents here. I'm going to the Dollar Tree. I picked out like a pretty picture um, and some little decorations. And there were literally a dollar each. Listen, you know, it doesn't have to be fancy. You don't have to go to some big box store to buy all the fancy things. It can be right. very little, right. very simple, something that catches your eye. And, and you, I can't. And you didn't really have a lot of money, right? I didn't. No, I was financially abused, so right. I didn't have any access. So whatever I had, it was from whenever, you know, you know, I felt sensey. So you know, whatever I had tucked away, yeah. Um, that's what I used. Gotcha. Um, so it was very, very little. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I just, I just picked out, you know, little cheap little things that caught my eye and made me happy. Mm-hmm. And I came back and I looked at my home and I looked at the spaces that I had and I just 
picked a corner in my home and created something beautiful that made me happy. And it took away and replaced all the despair with happiness. And so one corner was a succulent corner, just all filled with succulents. And another corner was a beautiful picture corner with cute little decorations. And in my kitchen, in the little corner, in the little nook, was literally Christmas in the summertime. And Christmas is my favorite holiday. And if I could have that everywhere, I could. But let's just be real here. (laughs) (laughs) But it didn't really matter. And the whole point was creating happy places in my home, doing it within my circumstances, within my means. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it was just simple. And I remember one of my girls were like, mom, none of this matches. And I'm like, dude, really? It doesn't have a match. <laughs> you know, does it, make, does it make you happy when you look at it? What do you feel? And she's like, oh, it's cute. It's cute. I'm like, yeah. So that's all that matters. It really all that matters. And after a while, my girls started doing the same thing in their rooms. They started seeing what I was doing. And I would go in their rooms and they would have little things on the wall and a wall filled with whatever they wanted. And each Mm -hmm. wall was different and not all of it matched. And that's okay Mm -hmm. because it made them happy. So, you know, it's just... (laughs) It was beautiful how it came about, but it's also bittersweet. Sure. Because, you know, most ideas, they don't always come from a happy circumstance. Mm, That's true. They don't always come from a happy circumstance. You know, sometimes ideas come from really going through it. Yeah. So, you know, I, I always say to myself, and it's something that... I always say to my kids, life is filled with ups and downs, bumps and grooves, cracks and crevices, and you just got to fill them with beautiful and happy places. Right. And that's what I do. I mean, I live in a one bed, one bath with my three girls. Right. We make it work Mm -hmm. and we're happy and we're free. And while I still have happy little places and it doesn't match, but it makes me happy. That's wonderful. So you said ideas sometimes come, don't always come from a happy place. They come from going through it. I agree with that. Something to the effect. What is the, what's the phrase? Um, invention is the mother of necessity or something like that, where and these ideas you had to feel you, you were released from the abuser Mm-hmm. But your home still had his spirit, that uh, spirit of abuse in it. Right. And in order to, how, how did your mind work? Do you remember you, you were tired of, you got sick and tired of it. You're, you probably kind of came to yourself, if you will. And you realized, wait a minute, I'm free. I can do things. Is, did something like that happen? How did, how did that was- come to pass? You know, you're always in flight or fight mode, you know, when it's a constant every day. And I just got to the point where I was tired of feeling like I was coming home to abuse when it, I was already free. 
Like, mm-hmm. I, I just didn't want to come home to always feel, you know, always yeah. on edge. I wanted to come home and be like, came home. I'm free. Oh, yeah. I'm happy. I can be happy. I'm allowed to be happy. You know, I live by my own rules. Yeah. You know, I, I don't have to answer to anyone. I don't have to be someone I'm not. I don't. I can just be me. Yeah. And that's what I wanted. I wanted my beautiful spaces to be me. Yeah. And that's what I instilled on my kids. Yeah. Make it, make it about you. You. Mm-hmm. Have to be perfect. Right. Life is perfect. No. Beautiful, happy places don't need to be perfect. No. It doesn't have to be that way. And I just, it was something switched in my mind and just realized that I didn't want to live like this. There you that go. I just, I just wanted my home to be happy. That's and wonderful. How I was feeling. So you had that, that moment of, like I said, you really came to yourself. It's very... Yeah. prodigal son of you, if you will, yeah. just this moment yeah. of coming to yourself, like, wait a minute, I can have what I want now. I'm not oppressed or abused yeah. anymore. And right. what now, what, what I love though, um, what I love is, um, how do I want to say this? It just, uh, I had, a, I just recorded a podcast the other day about a story about a woman who, um, it's a, it's a, as far as I know, it's a true story. And she had gone to listen to a lecturer, a, a naturalist, and she walked up to him. It was a wonderful thing. And she said, but I never had a chance. And he goes on to say, well, what do you mean you, you never had a chance? Where do you live? I, I live in a boarding school, a boarding home. I peel potatoes and chop onions all day long. And he said, where do you sit? And she said, on the bottom step. And where do your feet rest? On the glazed tile. And she and he said, what's glazed tile? She said, I don't know. And he gave her his card. And she he said, when you find out what glazed tile is or glazed brick, write to me. And the, the best line in that, and this is what I think of you, she took him seriously and she began that, that line right there needs to be highlighted, underlined, circled, all the things, because then she went on to do all this research and she published, he helped her publish this 36 page essay on uh, glazed tile, made her money. What's under the glazed tile? She said ants and off she went and ended up publishing a book on ants and her dreams came true. She began to travel and, and uh, live off the proceeds of her book. So mm-hmm. my point to you is that you had this idea, you had this moment of, I don't want to live like this. And you took that idea seriously. You mm-hmm. did it. Right. You used your power of choice, of thought, and of action to go and do that thing. And then you created. And that right there is what most people miss is that we have the power to choose. That is our power is choice. And you chose, you chose happy. And that is brilliant and wonderful. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm hoping that as um, people listen to your words, that they will capture your spirit of resilience and power to overcome and the power to make a choice to be happy. We are responsible for our own happiness. We are. Right? We are. 
Yes. And I'm not suggesting because I haven't lived through what you've lived through. I have no, I got no experience at all. I've had people be mean to me. That's it. <laughs> I've had well, a few mean nice people. <laughs> that's not nice either. But I can't compare my experience with yours. And I'm not saying that what you had, your, how long do you think it was before you had the thought of, I need to create happy spaces in my home? How long between he left and you got to do that? I would say it was about two months. Two months. Okay. Because you're sitting devastated. Well, I'm sure you're still in shock, aren't you? I mean, <laughs> it's very... It's very weird to say, you know, I endured abuse, horrific abuse for 16 years, but the abandonment and the constant of my abuser being there all the time and then leaving Mm -hmm. because of, you know, infidelity, leaving, right. It was like, it hit me to the core. Mm. And I know it's, it's weird. You know, I've had conversations about it with other people. Well, he abused you. Yeah. Okay. But he left a hole when he left, right? I lived with that. Yeah. I was going to therapy. I was doing everything that I was doing to help me survive, but it was, he was there and then he wasn't gone. He left a hole. My world. Yeah. Because I didn't know how to deal with that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was always used to yeah. that being mm-hmm. there. And then he was gone. He was gone. And, and you didn't know how to handle it. Door. Sure. And it just, it was really hard for a couple months. And then I just got to the point where I can't live like that anymore. Mm-hmm. It's going to make me sick. I can't mm-hmm. live like that anymore. True. So I just, I started with something simple that blossomed into something so beautiful and I'm so proud of it. Good. You know, and you should be proud of it. You, like I said, you took your power back and you began to create things that of beauty in your home. You showed your daughters how to do that. You showed other people how to do that may not have been the way other people would have done it, but this is your way. And this Mm -hmm. is how you felt inspired to do it. And you have stewardship over your, your girls and, and you're able to influence them. You're an influencer. I'm an influencer. (laughs) (laughs) We are influencers, especially when we, you know, we have so much love for the people in our lives. And um, I wanted, I wanted to, to talk about self-reliance in that, the, the first step or the first principle of self-reliance is self-care. And when yeah. we're not taking care of ourselves, we cannot care for other people. We do, especially as women, we do right. because we have to. And in your case, you I mean, you had all sorts of, I mean, trying to take care of yourself was probably nearly impossible. Was, I mean, therapy was helpful. That was good. Yeah. But yes. you had to protect your daughters. Yes. I mean, that's your, that's what mothers do, right? We, right. And so your, um, the, this first principle of self-reliance, being able to take care of yourself. Now you can do that, right? right. And you started with these little happy places in your house. And what else have you been able to create um, off of the foundation of these happy places? I, <laughs> You know, I, I, I take what 
experiences that I've had mm-hmm. and writing it down. Yeah. I write. You're journaling. I write my feelings and sometimes it's poetry. Sometimes it's just words. Yeah. Just any sense, but I, I pull it and that makes me happy. That's Being good. able to pull it out yep. and put it down. Yep. Pull it down because it empties, it yes. empties all that. Right. And then you yes. can receive this light in replace of the stuff that you pulled out. I also take time to just be with myself. That's good. Cause I was never left. You know, I I've never, it's been a long time that I've was able to be okay with just being with myself. And I'm really happy. And I make myself really happy. You know, I will sit and watch a show and I will laugh and I'm just happy. And I love myself. That's wonderful. I love myself wholeheartedly. And that's what has been missing for a very long time. And my therapist, she's a godsend. She saved my life. Wonderful. Um, It's going to make me choked up. It's okay. She saved my life. And I remember her telling me, you have to remember yourself, Candace. If you forget about yourself, you're going to spread yourself too thin and you won't be able to love others if you don't love yourself. That's true. So I really had to make myself a priority mm-hmm. and creating happy places was one of them. You know, if I see something, I get it. And I won't spend anything past $3. Like, right. because otherwise it's not fun. <laughs> so, you oh, that's know, fun. I like that you I look like at it that way. I like clearance. I like sales. I like markdown stuff. That's right. like really on the edge that you can make something beautiful. Yeah. Because something perfect. I feel like you can't make it your own because it's yeah. already perfect. But right. if it's marked down and has a crack or something, you can make yeah. it beautiful. That's but really I cool. I had to think about myself. Yeah. So I could take care of my babies the way I was supposed to. Right. And, and I always instill that with them. Mm-hmm. To love yourself, you have to make time for yourself. You have to make time. So how are, how are you? Okay. So let me ask you two questions are kind of the same. So your therapist told you that you had to remember yourself Mm-hmm. Um, I'm assuming I'm not going to put words in your mouth so you can, you can correct me. I'm perfectly fine with that. I'm <laughs> assuming that through the years of abuse that you had a lot of self-loathing perhaps. Did you feel that way about yourself? I hated myself. Hated yourself. Yeah. Because the things that he would say, mm-hmm. the constant, it was horrible. Yeah. I didn't see myself as someone that was beautiful. I didn't see myself as someone that could do things. Mm -hmm. I was under the rule and thumb of someone else. Right. So I didn't have a voice, Mm -hmm. but my therapist, she helped me find my voice. She helped me find me. It was there. I just had to find it. Right. It took a lot of work. It took a lot of work. It took a lot of sessions just sure 
what I did and what she suggested was to stand in the mirror and look at yourself and pick out one thing every day that you loved about yourself. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I really like my eyes. They're really pretty. There you go. Or I really like how I look in this outfit. I look really pretty. There you go. Or it could be anything. Sure. It could be something very simple. I like how I have curves or, you there know, you, go. you know, something simple. Yeah. Um, and it started out with that. And then I would write it down and oh, I would okay. practice it every day. You're beautiful, Candace. Mm -hmm. Don't tell us. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Right. And it, it had to, it has to start somewhere. Yeah. And that's where it started. I just, I had to remind myself that I was beautiful and that I can be happy. Did you, um, that's wonderful. In fact, I had a podcast episode with uh, Liza Lomax about overcoming emotional eating. And she says to do the same thing. To start mm -hmm. every day and tell yourself that you love your, yourself. I love you right. in the mirror. Yeah. Um, dang it. I just lost my train of thought. That happens all the time. <laughs> but um, when, so you, how, so you didn't have a voice. At what point can you, can you remember that your voice started to come out? And was that kind of where things got? worse or better for you in your relationship and how did that eventually go where he left so the initial i want a divorce yada 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 yeah still the home we're still in the home we were still in sure. the home sure um i you know <laughs> there was still you know hour long of yelling and blah, 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 whatever right and I just got to the point where like, I have nothing to lose. Okay. I don't want to be with me anymore. Mm -mm. Mine has already been made up. I'm going to start defending myself and speaking out. Very good. So I started and I remember when I did it, I remember the first night when I spoke up and said enough is enough. Oh. I was so scared. I bet. I was shaking. And I was like, these are the words that I said, you're not going to talk to me like that. That's right. We're not going to have this conversation and I'm done. Mm -hmm. And I walked away and I was shaking from head to toe. Oh, I, bet. I had never stood up to my abuser before Ugh. ever, ever. But the only reason I knew that I could, because I felt safe enough to do it. And usually in those circumstances, either just be quiet, endure mm -hmm. it, wait for right. it to be over and then move on. Right. Because you don't, you can't estimate what is going through an abuser's right. mind. Right. They're unpredictable. Mm -hmm. So I knew because I was like half in the room and half out. Oh. I was safe enough to say what I had to say and then leave. Shut right. the door. Yeah. So I did. And then after that, I was like, wow, I can do this. There you I go. And when he left, I continue to stand up for myself. I stood up for myself all the time. I never backed down. I wasn't going to be a victim anymore. There you go. I wasn't going to be what he wanted me to be small mm -hmm. and useless. I wasn't going to do that anymore. Good. I was going to 
have a voice and be strong and brave. So that's what I did. And it just took that one time. And I was so scared. I remember being so scared. Yes. Thinking about it. Now I can chuckle a little bit, but then it was terrifying. Oh, I guess. It was terrifying. And yet you did it. You stepped into that fear. And I don't recommend it unless you know that you're going to be okay. Okay. I appreciate that. Because every circumstance is different. Sure. Every circumstance is different. Mm -hmm. You know, (laughs) and of course, always be under the advisement of your therapist, psychiatrist, whoever it is that you're doing. um, And one thing I do want to say is tell someone, always tell someone, don't keep it a secret. Just don't keep it a secret. Yeah. People a lot need of people to know. Are scared to say something. Tell a close friend. Mm-hmm. Someone who's not friends with your abuser. Mm-hmm. Tell someone who is friends with you. Yeah. Say it out loud. Make it real. Mm-hmm. That was one thing that gave me power is the more that people knew, the more power I had. Interesting. And that I wasn't alone. And that's something among victims of domestic violence. They don't tell. And it's very important to just tell your friend, tell your sister, tell your mom, tell whoever it is that you feel comfortable enough, tell someone. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that counsel. And and I can't speak to that because, like I said, I haven't had that experience, but... I'm very grateful that you are willing to speak about it on this is public. And this is your, I think this is your first podcast uh, interview, right? It is my first podcast. Yes. I have actually talked about it a couple of times, you know, with family. I would love to speak about my experiences, but I don't know how to go about it. And then you contacted me. I was like, wow. Yeah. This is my chance. This is your chance. This is just the first one. I can it guarantee is. that. And oh, it's yeah. wonderful. It's and so amazing. It is. And you're well, and you're well-spoken. You've thought this through and um, the, the, I, I don't want to end like on this sad, sad note oh, or anything, no. but you know, the, I think what's so beautiful is yes, you endured hell for so many years, so many years. I mean, that's so traumatizing and you're still healing. You're not done healing. You have a a ways to go. It's going to take a long time, but you you figured out how to make your, (laughs) yeah, it's going to take a long time, but you're figuring out how to create, to take responsibility for your own happiness. Right. That, oh my gosh, but that is what self-care is. Right. At the end of the day, self-care, it's not just about the pedicures, manicures, spa no. days. It's about taking responsibility for your own um, happiness. Right. Right? And, you know, it, everything that has happened in healing, it comes in waves. Mm-hmm. You just, it comes crashing down. Right. You, ugh, I have to feel all of this. And then you come right back up. You're like, I can do this. I healed that part. Oh, here comes another one. Okay, let me heal this part of me. Right. But it is waves and waves of 
years upon years right of just enduring something but it's possible to heal it is. it's and, possible and, and everyone's it worth it work mm-hmm. and you have to be willing to be ready for it right well and i think we're ready for what we're ready for at that moment right, exactly. right? yeah just this little moment uh, i was re- you were ready now to create your own happiness you right. made these and you did it within what you had available to you. You're, you were very self-reliant in that yes. as well. Right. Yes. I don't have much. I don't have any money, all these other things, but I have this, I have a candle, right. I have a little plant and I have a picture. Yes. There yes. we go. Yes. Right? It's, and it, it just it, goes from there. It's beautiful. You, it, it, it doesn't have to be perfect. You just no. take, it could be a fancy little pen. Yeah. That you put it by a notebook by your yeah, phone right with some fake flowers right it's very simple it's wonderful it you happy when you look at it yes I, I think it's brilliant and I, I appreciate that and I'm very thankful I have a dog I have well I have two daughters who have this natural gift mm-hmm. um, my my youngest daughter she has yesterday we were at the grocery store mom can we buy some flowers and I said sure and so we bought these, she bought these old tulips and unopened tulips and um, we got home, unpacked, blah, blah, blah. And I was getting ready for dinner. I'm like, Hey, Lily, where are those, um, where are those flowers? She goes, Oh, they're in my room. I'm like, what? <laughs> she goes, it completes my aesthetic. Like, oh my God. <laughs> that is so cute. She reminds me of my daughter's. There you go. Oh, it's my. She has that natural ability. Yes. The ability to create. And so I, uh, you know, I've learned from you over the last, you know, year or so as you created your, your mom talks about your little happy spaces and she's so proud of you. And, (laughs) and I've learned that I need to support my children's ability to create those spaces because giving them that opportunity is is their self-care right you know supporting that for them right and you can learn something from them absolutely let me tell you you don't have to have a talent in it you just find something that makes you happy and you put it together okay you whatever it is I know you love to have plants and Mm -hmm. planting it could even be outside you can have a sign by your beautiful garden that you have and I know you'll probably go out there all the time I see all your lives and it's amazing but (laughs) you could have a beautiful sign next to where your garden is or you know your the trees or the flowers or whatever you have as long as it's happy true within your your realm of where you live yeah that's true you don't have to have a talent in it It, it's it's good to know it's good to know you don't have to have a talent (laughs) i have other talents happy little pieces okay well candace says i can do it so i can do it you can do it i can do it yay me all right candace says i can so here is what i have a question for you just to wrap up there are going to be people who are going to want to reach out to you Do you have an email address or some way they can contact you that you would prefer? Um, Yeah, Um, they can email me on foxyfoxsense. It's F-O-X-Y-F-O-X-S-C-E-N-T-S at gmail.com. Gmail.com. Okay. And that email address I'll also put in our show notes for this episode. 
so that people can just go click and if they want to email you for support or ideas, different things like that, because I want our listeners to be able to go straight to you to be inspired. Okay. All right. (laughs) Thank you so much for, for being willing to come on and share your story and share your happiness. And I, I am tickled pink that you're stepping into your happiness and you're such a great great example and inspiration so thank you thank you so much Wendy I appreciate it I love Candace I love how well-spoken she is I love that she wants to tell her story and support other people who may be um, experiencing something similar so um, please feel free to reach out to her Um, so I'm really grateful and I hope that you will take anything that you may have learned today and any ideas that you will teach them to other people, that you will share with other people um, the message that Candace brought to you and anything else that may have come and, and al- allow other people to hear it, share the, share the episode, but you teach it too. It'll help your retention. It'll help it sink into your mind where you can ponder and and learn and grow from it as well. And I also wanted to invite you to um, join my, my Joyfully Prepared Inner Circle paid membership. This is where I have a community of women and I support them and cheerlead for them, hold them accountable, teach them things. I'm on kind of on call and, some, and sometimes uh, while they're working on their own projects to become more self-reliant, prepared, we we talk about different things. They help each other, and it's an opportunity for um, for you to you have autonomy, but you have a group of people and a mentor in me where somebody's going to check on you to see how your your preparations are coming, whatever skills you want to learn. I do demos in there. I post um, uh, printables, uh, how to how to do this or that. There's courses in there as well. So uh, if you'd like to go to my website, it's uh, joyfullyprepared.com. You'll see a link in the top right corner that says membership, and you can learn more there. Well, I hope you enjoy your day. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to Joyfully Prepared. I'm grateful for you and appreciate you inviting me into your life. Please subscribe and tell all your friends about this delightful podcast. Leaving a joyful review would earn you all sorts of karma points too. I invite you to join my free Facebook group at www.joyfulprepgroup.com and join with other like-minded mothers.